Hello, this is Boss Woman, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie and this is my mum, Karen. <laughs> Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this. Mama said, Mama said, Mama said, Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this. My Mama said, What have you been up to this week, Mum? Um, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. You, uh, our pals were up. Oh, yes, of course. We had uh, Janet Prince and Poppy Frost up. And Poppy Frost is doing the royal wedding. Ooh. She's a florist. She's been given the job to help with flowers, which is amazing. But, of course, it's a, a double, double secret. We won't double, get, double. Well, double we won't secret. get any of our... Our um, knighthoods. <laughs> Our knighthood, Jen. Still, still hoping. <laughs> or whatever it is. You deserve one. We'll sort you out, woman. Don't you need to be nominated? Of course you have to be nominated. And um, I've not done enough good in the world yet, so... I have still to do time. Lo- yes, I've got a lot more to do. <laughs> um, yes, so they were up... Um, ostensibly to look after me, but actually... <laughs> yeah, no, it was good for you to have some was, time out of the office, wasn't it? Yes, it was Hang up with nice. Them. Went but, to see... Uh, what did we go and see? Uh, we went to see The Greatest Showman, um, which I thought um, Poppy and Janet weren't going to enjoy, and they absolutely loved it. In really? fact, so much so that Janet was up <laughs> dancing in the aisles, uh, much to the distress of a young Of the child. only other audience <laughs> member. <laughs> In the uh, cinema. Yeah, we thought that we were alone and it turns out that Janet scared a child with her dance moves <laughs> at the end of the film. She got straight up on her feet and started strutting her stuff. Yeah, it was, it was good. Katie Coren, I would like to know what you have been up to this week. That was so natural. Uh, well, thanks for asking, Karen. <laughs> um, I have been listening to Adam Buxton podcast because I'm a podcast fiend, apparently. love a podcast. Um, and Ashley and B was on it. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous Ashling B. Ashling, who won So You Think You're Funny um, at the Gilded Balloon back in 2012, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think she did. And she was, I mean, she's incredible anyway, but she was was a great guest on that. And she um, was talking about that incredible Guardian article that she wrote about her um, dad committing suicide when she was young, which went completely viral and so it it should. Um, And she got a bit upset talking about that. And it was just incredible to hear her talk about it. Um, and it's, uh, you know, what a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very sad. But she was also talking about how when she was growing up, uh, there was two comics on stage, that on stage, on TV that she ever saw, one, one of which was Tommy Tiernan, and one was Deirdre... Deirdre O'Kane. Deirdre O'Kane, yeah. So Deirdre's she, a very good friend of mine. <laughs> of course she is. As is Tommy. Uh-huh. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about women. Yeah, no, well she was just saying in that that uh, she had a balanced view on comedy. So there was, you know, it was half and half male and female because those were the only big comics in Ireland when she was growing up. And then she went to university and she went into an all-male scratch group and it all kind of changed and she didn't even realise that there was this whole kind of bias towards men in the industry until she went to university and uh, she was just She didn't know there was a bias towards men. Well she did but she didn't, that's what she was kind of talking about saying that she didn't realise that it was a thing until she was actually in it because growing up she'd always seen just as famous women comics as Male. Well, Dear Dear Kane was huge yeah. in Ireland in, in those days. Yeah. And then she moved to... what? Well, I mean, a lot of 
of stand-up comics women become actors and Deirdre is an actor mm -hmm. and so is Ashling so B. Is Ashling, yeah. And Ashling probably found it easier to go into acting than stand-up comedy initially, I would have thought. Did she mm -hmm. see how she got into it? Uh, no, because she went into... She didn't really talk about getting into uh, comedy. She started off as, off as an actress, didn't she? Um, and then she was always, she always loved give, making people laugh, so it was kind of a... I asked her to come up this summer, tried to get her to host... Yeah, cause she, well, she hosted last year, didn't that's she? That's right, and she was brilliant. Oh, that's hosting, hosted so you think you're funny. <laughs> the final, and I asked her to do it again this year, but um, her she, acting commitments and her commitments, she's been in LA for a while yeah, trying to, to sell doing... her, you know, her weirds, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> she's trying to crack America, I think, and she's doing yeah, a good yeah, job of it. Yeah, yeah. So that was another podcast that was great to listen to. I actually went to see the BBC uh, oh, yeah, during you the did. week. You I had, I had, a, I had a, a, an appointment with the new BBC Scotland channel because they are wanting new to... New BBC Scotland channel. There is a new BBC... Oh, Katie, I can't believe you don't know this. In September, they're launching a new BBC Scotland channel. Really? Gavin Smith is the head of comedy at the new channel and... Steve Carson is his boss. And so why are they launching a new channel? Um, because they've got the money to do it. Oh, good. And uh, so because we... Um, I'm an old friend of Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson started his career back in the mid, early to mid-80s. And, uh, you know, I gave him a lot of gigs in those days. And uh, he came and did a chat show, his, his radio show at the Rose last year and mm -hmm. uh, did a great job and it was fantastic having him and renewing our old friendship and of course I talked to him about maybe doing something in um with us uh and yeah, and, and, yeah at the fringe you were talking to him about doing stuff in the future weren't yeah, you and he was right. keen to work with you again wasn't yes he? which is great yeah. so uh, we went uh, I went with Seamus Cassidy and James Cotton Connor Cotter. Mm, that's terrible, I forgot his surname. <laughs> Seamus Cassidy was the commissioning editor at Channel 4 in the in the 90s, and he was the first one to, for over 12 years, Channel 4 sponsored So You Think You're Funny. No, late in life. No? No. Oh. So You Think You're Funny. Oh, sorry. Was what? Seamus was a champion of So You Think You're Funny. Oh, great. He was wonderful, and we always got on well. And he got in touch and said, would I like to um, partner with them? So that's what we did. We went in and had a chat. I mean, obviously, it's not set in stone yet, but um, it was a very good meeting. And Yeah, they're meeting with lots of other... Craig, of course, is a very, very busy man in America. So who knows if... Uh, if we'll get it going, but uh, watch this space and I'll let you know. Fingers crossed, eh? Yeah. That but it was great. a very good meeting and uh, that was the highlight of my week. Yeah, good. Because... Because um, it went well. Yeah, you but were really, I mean... You were super nervous about it beforehand. Well, it's a long time since I've gone to meet... Um, to pitch something like that. Yeah, and actually the pitch went very well. And of course I realised that Gavin Smith used to be with the comedy unit and has worked with... <laughs> Um, 
uh, still game who I... You, you know I'm already basically. Well, well, he, yeah, he knew me. And actually, it was like talking to someone younger than you. Yeah. So it was fine. So it's not intimidating <laughs> at all. No. Fair it enough. It's very natural. So last night we had the gorgeous Desiree Birch on in the basement. And she is great. Oh my God, she's so, she's so talented. talented. She? She's just got funny bones. You know, there's some people in the industry that just... Are naturally funny. Must put her in that show if I do it. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, so she did her solo show, um, and called Unfuckable, Ooh. and uh, it was fantastic. We had a really decent crowd. The whole thing is about there's lots of reasons why she would she would call herself unfuckable, uh, but she's gold. No mad mad stories about being a dominatrix before she was. Before she'd ever even had sex and all this, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, she was a virgin Good dominatrix, like, incredible, mad stories. Anyway, I hope I'm not ruining the show for anyone. Um, she's then, New Yorker, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, American. I think she's, she definitely was talking about New York. That she's she a native there, New Yorker. Um, anyway, she, I mean, she had a show with us three years ago with Tar Baby. That was a theatre show, which was incredible. Which was amazing. One of But it first. was, yeah, it was kind of stand-up-y. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. hardcore theatre or anything. It was It quite... was, made you think, though. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah. So she had an amazing show, and then straight afterwards was our comedy show, which we have on Friday and Saturday nights um, every week. And honestly, from going from a crowd of, what, 80, we got down... And Desiree, even at the end of her show, said, stick around for a comedy show, there's other acts on, blah, blah, blah. And, and did she say, and I'm on too? Yeah, she said, I'm headlining, I'll, I'll do different stuff. Um, it'd be great if you hung around. And honestly, so what, 80 in? 72 of them left. <laughs> we were left with eight people in that audience. And I thought I was going to burst into tears. I was so stressed out. Because obviously I've got all the, the however many comics in the green room hanging out being like oh how many is it in and I'm like I'm just like oh my god how do I get out of this situation just like uh, let me just go and check and going outside running up to the box office how many are in eight people I'm obviously standing at the back of the room absolutely stressing out just like pit of the stomach feeling sick what are we gonna do what are we gonna do am I gonna have to cancel and I want to ask you how on earth you deal with that kind of stress because I'm quite good at having a cool, calm persona, you know. Oh, you know, it's a small audience tonight, but have some fun. Oh, you know, I shortened some of their sets so that they weren't doing 20-minute sets to eight people or whatever. And we'll just have a laugh. Do you want a drink? You know, I'll try and be that cool, calm. And inside, I'm like, oh, my fucking God, this is going to be so awful. And I'm asking you, how do you deal with the stress of low numbers? Like, it is excruciating sometimes. It is indeed, but what you have to do is be positive, obviously. Yeah. I have to tell you a story about back in the day. Um, because a lot of the shows, um, there was not a lot, so many shows back in the 80s. And um, the going up against each other, a lot of them were, oh no. I mean, you couldn't get a stand-up to go at seven o'clock, for example. They would. They wouldn't go on until eight or nine. Yeah, it was hard to want to be know. later. And that, that was changed, doesn't it? That was really difficult trying to get people to, you know, to go earlier. To earlier um, but I do remember uh, the Doug Anthony All Stars were uh, in the late eighties, 
they were huge. And we had a show afterwards, and it was Maria McCurleen and uh, Johnny Immaterio, and it was called Assorted Things in Tins. Yeah. And so uh, Doug Antony All-Stars finished at 11, I think, mm-hmm. and they were on at quarter past 11. And um, it got to the stage because... There was 150 people jam-packed and, and the Doug Antony All-Stars actually led them out and would go out. Yeah, she remember would, you telling me that. She would get them all, he, the three guys would run out and they would all run out after. So the audience were out, mm-hmm. that was fine. And um, I, after a while, I started, Maria started not turning up and she was hiding. <laughs> really? <laughs> You'd have to go and find her. And I remember she would go hiding into the main theatre up in the balcony mm-hmm. and she'd be sitting watching another show. And I'd have to go and say, Maria, come on, you're <laughs> doing this show. Oh, God. <laughs> and I would say, come on. you know. And actually, they did get audiences, but OK, they didn't get the 150 enthusiastic, shouty mm-hmm. audiences that Doug Antony's got. And it was difficult for them. Yeah. Um, and she got through it, etc., etc. you know. Yeah. But... It's about being positive, being positive, and going out and letting the people know. Yeah, and, and believing in what you're doing, I guess. Yeah, I just think it will take a wee bit of time. And you know, Desiree Birch's show is a very fringe show. I'd say, like, it was did really well during the fringe, and it was definitely people that would have gone to see it during the fringe that came last night. And yeah, maybe yeah, that yeah. maybe that audience doesn't actually go and see a comedy show, a lineup comedy show on a Friday night. I'm just thinking that um, it's really about the attitude of the performers. If they are mm-hmm. um, diva-esque yeah, and about it, then it's really hard. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're feeling bad mm-hmm. is just because you want it to be good for them. Yeah, I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable, and I obviously feel incredibly uncomfortable, so I'm like, maybe you should only do 15, not 20. But it was fine, and tonight's going to be great. Right, that's enough for this week, Mum. Are you absolutely sure? Absolutely. Okay, that's enough for this week then. (laughs) Thanks, goodbye. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said.